Welcome to this week's podcast by Celebration Church Rarotonga. We believe this message will empower and equip you to live a life of breakthrough. Thanks for joining us. God's been speaking to me um, about the church, and it's really interesting that God's bringing the church together in unity, and the enemy wants to bring division, but God is wanting to bring unity. And this morning, what I'm going to be sharing about is the church and I don't, I don't want to just call it the church. I've called it the end time church. And God has not changed his plan for the church. God has not changed his plan for his church. And since the book of Acts in the day of Pentecost, when the outpouring of the Holy Spirit came down, the, the, the plan for God's church has never changed. The plan for God's church is always to go into all the world, demonstrate the power of God, making disciples for Jesus Christ. And, you know, the word of God for this year that Murray's brought for the church movement is vision. And it's really interesting that we're living in days where people are seeking truth. We're living in days where there is an, exp- there is an, ex- an exposure of, of darkness in the world right now. And, there, you know, the things that are being hidden are coming to light it's coming to light. There is vision. You know, we can see the enemy now. We can see him clearly. Even non-believers can see the enemy. Even, even non-believers are seeking for the truth. They're seeking for answers, and the church has the answer. His name is Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. And the church, uh, where we're called to fight, we're called to advance the kingdom of God, we're called to stand up for righteousness and truth, we're not called to come under the things of this world. We're not called to come under the principalities of this nation. We're not called to be passive weak Christians. We're called to be uh, robust. We're called to be strong, vigilant, ruthless, relentless. We're called to fight the enemy in the, in the things of the spirit. We're called to stand up for the word of God, the word of truth. You know, the Bible says that righteousness exalts a nation. And if the nation of the Cook Islands can stand up for righteousness, God will come into our nation. There will be an open heaven over our nation. I really believe that we're going to see a greater outpouring of God's um, presence in our nation as we push into God. Amen. And if you've got, if you got your Bibles this morning, turn to Mark chapter 16, and we're going to read from verse 15 to 18. These are Jesus' last words to his disciples before he ascended into heaven. This is what he told them to do. This is what his commission is. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover." Amen. They will recover. This is the church. This is who we are. This is what we're called to do. God has called us to go into all the world, preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. For we are not ashamed of the, of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Preach the gospel of Jesus Christ with the demonstration of God's power. Heal the sick, cast out demons, lay hands on the people, begin to demonstrate the power of God. We as a church, we're called to demonstrate God's power here on earth. We're called to demonstrate the miracle signs and wonders. And, um, you know, 
Now is the time to, to be activated into our calling. Now is the time to stand up and to shake off the dust, open up our Bibles, getting into the Word, reading the Word of God, being in, in God's presence. You know, the Word of God is so important for us. It's so important. It's interesting that, you know, when Adam and Eve was in the, was in the garden, God didn't give them like a machete to fight off the, the serpent. He didn't give them uh, AK-47, you know. God gave them His Word. His word, we need to love God's word, treasure God's word. It is a weapon. It is a weapon against the enemy. Use the word of God. Amen. Amen. And with the borders closed, you know, with everything that's going on right now, we have such an opportunity to, to get Rarotonga saved. You know, what better opportunity do we have than to get, see this island saved? Amen. Just imagine, like, just imagine everybody on fire for Jesus. Everybody saved. You know, we're gonna. We're gonna I, I can just see like an open heaven. You know, Rarotonga having revival, us encountering God, leaving the things of the natural. There's no better place to be than out of this world and being with God in His presence. Imagine that happening right throughout our nation. It's possible. We can take this land for Jesus. Amen. I really believe we can take this land for Jesus Christ. The Cook Islands belong to Jesus. It belongs to Jesus. Okay. We need to be proactive, proactive in our evangelizing, proactive in our um, talking to people, loving people, bringing them in, inviting them in. But, you know, you know get connected into God. Um, if you've got your Bibles, Matthew 24, 14, Jesus said, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. And then the end will come. When we don't go and preach the gospel... We prolong the coming of Jesus Christ, okay? So if we don't go and preach the gospel to reach people that don't hear the gospel and we're just sitting around and waiting for Christ to return, you know, Christ is not going to return until we go. We must go. We must go and preach, go and, and share our testimony, share the testimony of Jesus Christ. And we can't sit around and wait for his return. We must, there is so much work to do, amen? We rest when we go to heaven. Yeah? Amen. Did you know that 57.4% of the people groups in the world have been reached with the gospel? That leaves 42.6% of all people groups in the world that haven't been reached with the gospel. Did you know that of the 7,107 languages in the world, 2,256 of those languages have the Bible translation of the New Testament? Did you know that the Jesus film has been translated into over 1,800 different languages? The Jesus film project, um, the guy that found it, his name is Bill Bright, and he said that their mission is to get the story of Jesus Christ to every nation, every tribe, and every tongue. We're so close to the end times. We're so close to the coming of Jesus Christ, and we as a church, we've got to prepare ourselves. We've got to go to battle. We've got to go to war. We've got to go in the faith of Christ. We've got to go and de declare the things of God, declare the things of God. And, um, you know, with the technology these days, the gospel is reaching many unreached places in the world. In Acts chapter 1, the, the disciples thought that they were living in the end, in the end times, and they asked Jesus this question. In Acts chapter 1, verse 6, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Jesus re replied and said, It is not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses, 
You shall, be, you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Only God knows the return of his king. Jesus is saying, we don't need to worry about that. We need to, all we need to know is that we will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. The power of the Holy Spirit is what we need, church. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to go. And the church was birthed out of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, the book of Acts is an example of the church. If you read the book of Acts, everywhere that the disciples went, they turned their city right side up. They preached the gospel with all boldness. They preached the gospel. They were relentless. They were ruthless. They didn't care about being persecuted. They didn't care about being mocked. They, they preached the word of God. They healed the sick, casting out demons, and thousands and thousands of people came to Christ. And the church began to explode in numbers because of the power of the Holy Spirit. It wasn't them. It was just, it was the, it was the Holy Spirit that was moving. And you know, in the book of Acts, it doesn't end with amen because it only ends with amen when Christ comes back. We're living in the book of Acts. The book of Acts is still in these days. All it is is they've just passed the baton on to us and we've got to continue this race until the coming of Jesus Christ. We run the race, race of faith. We run with perseverance. Who cares about who comes against us? We will stand. It doesn't matter what people say about us. We're not ashamed of Jesus Christ. Only Him has saved us. Only Him deserves all glory. We're not ashamed of what Jesus has, has given us, what He has done for us. We've got to share Him to the world. Amen? Amen. We cannot go into the world without the Holy Spirit. The church without the Holy Spirit is powerless. We're just another religion, you know, just another gathering. You know, we're no different from any other religion. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need Him. The Holy Spirit is the one who bears witness of Jesus Christ. We can do nothing without Him. We can do nothing without the Holy Spirit. The church needs Him. He's our friend. He's our friend. He's our comforter. He helps us in times where we're going through difficulties. He gives us um, encouragement. He empowers us to walk over our sins. He empowers us to overcome temptation. He empowers us. He heals the sick. He's the one that draws people to Christ. It's the Holy Spirit that we need, and it's the Holy Spirit that the world needs. He reveals Jesus Christ. He reveals Him. With the power of the Holy Spirit, we can do the very things that Jesus did. Jesus said that we would do greater, we would do the same things that he did and even greater. What's greater than walking on water, you know? What's greater than raising the dead? Jesus says we will do greater works than he did. You look at, the, look, you look at what one sacrifice has done to the whole entire world. Look at the millions and billions of people that have come to Christ. That's the greatest work. The greatest miracle is the salvation of people. The salvation of people. You know, it's so awesome that we, we're, all, we're all a part of God's great plan in these end days. Amen? Amen. So the function of the church is to demonstrate the kingdom of God here on earth and make disciples. We are to demonstrate the power of God here on earth. You know, it talks about in the Bible that Moses brought out the children of Israel out of Egypt by the working of signs, wonders, and miracles. If signs, wonders, and miracles didn't work through Moses, the people would not have believed. You know, the, the, the signs, wonders, and miracles that we read in the Bible, they are proof that God is alive. They are proof that God is with us. Without the working of signs, wonders, and miracles, people would not believe. 
We are not only just to give people words, but we are to demonstrate the power of God to them. You know, Jesus says, if you don't believe the words that I say, believe the works that I do. The works that Jesus does bears witness that he is the son of God, that he is the risen king. The works of miracles, signs, and wonders proves that Jesus Christ is alive. He's not a dead God. He's a alive God. He's living now. He's here today. Amen. So the function of the church, we are to demonstrate God's power. Miracles, signs, and wonders proves the reality and existence of Jesus Christ. It destroys reason. It destroys human reason. And it builds faith in us. Amen. Like, how do you explain the dead being raised? How do you explain cancer going? How do you explain that? You can't. It's by faith in Jesus Christ. It's the power of the Holy Spirit working through us so that we can demonstrate His glory. Amen? We are to present the gospel with the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, He's the one that brings the Word of God to life. He brings His Word to life. And when we present His Word, His Word becomes alive in people's lives. If we don't have the Holy Spirit, when we preach people, hey, turn away from sin, da, 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 it's just going to be mere words. But when the power of the Holy Spirit is on your word, man, something changes. Something shifts in their hearts. It's the Holy Spirit that brings conviction. Um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4, it talks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came to give us gifts, but not for our glory, for the glory of Jesus Christ. We don't, we, don't, we don't glory in these gifts. It's not for us. It's for the church. It's for the world. It's for the people. And some of these gifts, I'm just going to name them, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, gift of faith, gift of healing, working of miracles, prophesying, different kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. The gifts of the Holy Spirit, they are tools for the church to use. They are tools to build the church of God. They are tools to advance the kingdom of God. You know, when you build a house, you don't build your house without tools. You can't build a house without tools. You need tools. These are what these gifts are. They have been given to us so that we can build the church of God. Operation of the gifts must be done in love. Everybody say love. Love. The Bible says that if we operate in the gifts and we don't have love, it's meaningless. We can prophesy. We can heal the sick. We can do all these great things. But if we don't have love, it means nothing. It means nothing. And Anything done outside of love is lust. Let me explain. Love wants to give. Lust wants to take. When we operate and we heal someone, we want the glory. You know, we want to take the glory. We should never, ever take the glory for what God does in, in people's lives. All we are is an instrument. We are a vessel for His, for His, for His Spirit to work through our lives. We never take the glory Anything done outside of love is lust. Lust gratifies self. Love gratifies others. When lust, self, and rebellion is crucified, then Christ is glorified in our mortal bodies. When we crucify ourselves, God, Jesus Christ, is glorified in our lives. If we don't crucify our flesh, He cannot be glorified. There must be nothing of us in our lives. We must die to ourselves, die to the sins, die to our own flesh. Then there shall remain nothing of self in our lives. John the Baptist, he said, I must decrease, he must increase. In order for the anointing of the Holy Spirit to move through our lives, we got to humble ourselves and die to self. Love is the bridge for the gospel of Jesus Christ to be received.
Love is built through intimacy with God. The more you spend time with God, the more you spend time in His presence, the more His love would flow throughout your life. You know, like our lives are like a sponge. You know, the, the things that we spend most of our time on, we absorb and it comes out of us. When you squeeze us, it comes out, you know, like a sponge. You know, so if you're spending most of your time on social media, doing the things of the natural, the things of the world, guess what? Out of your life will flow those things. The Bible says, out of the heart flows the issues of life. But if you spend most of your time in God's presence and God's word, abiding in him, loving him, worshiping him, you know, guess what? Out of your heart will flow rivers of living water, rivers of living water. Wherever you go, you bring life to people. You bring hope to people. More, you spend, spend your time with God. Spend it in his presence. Get into his word. Listen to his voice. Amen. The motive of the church is to love people to Christ, not force them. Jesus won the world because he loved us. He won us through love. He didn't force us. God never forces us. He demonstrates his love so that we can come to him. The Bible says that it's the love of God that brings us to repentance. His love brings us to repentance. The power of the Holy Spirit was not given to us for the glory of man, but, the, but for the glory of God. We can never take credit for the things of God. I can never take credit for the things of God. He alone deserves all glory. He alone deserves all praise. Christ himself came, him alone, God alone came in the form of man and took away the sin of the world, took away our sicknesses, paid the penalty that we so deserved on that cross. And he showed himself to be worthy of our praise. He alone is, is worthy of all praise. God is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the great I Am. God is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. His glory will come in this world, and His glory will shine forth. Only God alone deserves all glory. We shall never glory in the things of God. I can never take the things of God. He alone saved me. He alone will save you. God and His glory came down from heaven, and He gave His life for us. He is worthy of all praise. He's worthy of all praise. You know, in my time was spending with the Lord, I thought I'd honor God with the poem. I've never written a poem before, so I thought, you know, I want, you, know you can offer someone a love offering. I thought I'd offer God a word offering, and this is what I wrote. The Lord, humble and low, satisfies my soul. He tasted death so that I may taste life. He endured suffering so that I may be blameless. His robe of righteousness covers my affliction. My heart rejoices at the sound of his voice. My beloved Jesus, your victory is my joy. The heavens light up with the richness of your glory. All of creation cry, holy, holy, holy. Your infallible love brings me to repentance. How great my God forever is your kingdom. And our God is so worthy. He's, all so, he's so worthy of our praise. He's so worthy of our love. You know, I, I cannot wait just to spend time with God and to share the love of Christ to people. That's what they need. They need the love of God in us. Not, not ourselves. We cannot give them us. We must give them the love of God. The love of God. The end time church is a God-fearing church. We need the fear of the Lord in our church. We need the fear of the Lord in our church. Sometimes what 
keeps believers in church is, don't get me wrong, these things are good, but like the formality of the church, the organization of the church, just doing church life. Sometimes this is what keeps believers together. It's good. These things are good. But the dangers of that is we get familiar. We get familiar. We get familiar with the things of God, and we lose sight of the kingdom of God. You know, familiarity, familiarity brings disrespect. It brings disrespect. When familiarity is in the church, respect is lost. Respect is lost. Familiarity causes the church to lose the fear and the reverence of God. If the fear of God is to hate evil, then the absence of the fear of God is the acceptance of evil. I'll repeat that. If the fear of God is to hate evil, then the absence of the fear of God is the acceptance of evil. When we don't fear God, we accept evil. We accept compromise. You know, where we accept little areas of sin in our lives. Where there's no fear, there's an acceptance of evil. The church cannot win the world by being like the world. We've got to be different. God says, be holy, for I am holy. Be separate from the world. God says, come out from among them and be separate. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and my daughters. That's what God says. We are to be holy. Holiness is perfected in the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is what the church needs. It's how we grow in holiness. And God is pruning us. He's, you know, the Bible says that if we bear fruit, we will be pruned. <laughs> you know, so it doesn't matter what stage we are in with God, the pruning never stops. Every day, the little attitudes, the little judgments we make, God prunes these things. But we must obey the word of God, obey that little voice that speaks to us. You know, we are to be holy, walk in the fear of God. When we walk in the fear of God, we walk in the potential in who God has called his church to be. Amen. Jesus Christ died for our sins, not so that we can continue to live in sin, so that we can overcome it. Yeah? We don't have to live in sin. We, we can overcome sin. Sin's been defeated by the cross. We take that. We take his victory. His victory is our joy. We take that with us. Jesus has given us all authority, all power over the works of Satan. We can overcome the world because Christ overcame the world. Amen. He alone and no one else. If you enjoyed this message, feel free to subscribe and leave a review. We'd also love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook at Celebration Raro or visit our website celebration.atonga.com. Until next time. <laughs>